Well, you made it to another Friday. Good for you. How about a story time? And on the, on today's story time, we have a a story that I've been thinking of not for a long, long time, but I've always been like wanted a a concept to write a novel with, and I'm like obsessed with bows, and I'm obsessed with the outdoors. And Jim actually like put some of it into reality and on audio. And we're actually kind of thinking about maybe doing this as a like a permanent story, not permanent, but a, you know, a long term story time Friday where we give little tidbits, like little episodes of what would be you know our novel. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm just super excited. Jim nailed it. He did a good job. You could tell he spent some real time writing this thing. And uh, enjoy. Wow, great shot, man," said Ken. Thanks, but we have to quarter this thing and get it back to the trailhead before dark," says Matt. Ken and Matt are brothers in their early twenties. They've both had some odds and ends jobs trying to save up enough money for a hunt that they've been planning on their whole lives. They knew they had limited time before one of them moves away. They landed on a small town of Steam Crater as their destination. This town is a small hundred person town nestled in the valley between three peaks. There is literally one road in and it's only to get the mail there. This elk hunt meant a lot to Matt. He has seen all the videos of the majestic western hunts. To Ken it was just a great adventure he couldn't miss. They traveled by car across the country to the small town just to camp and hunt in the true backwoods. The two guys finished up picking every piece of meat off the animal, bagged it up, and realized it would take two trips to get it back. Ken says, let's bring it halfway and come back for the rest. This way we don't have to come all the way back in here. Matt says, agreed, load me up. They make it to the estimated halfway point and drop the quarters they both had. After gulping some water and enjoying the weight off their backs, they head in for more. They get back to the first pile and decide to take a break. While they're sitting there, Ken notices he still doesn't have any cell phone service. Matt told him they're still too far to get it. Ken says, it's only five more miles. I'm pretty sure we had service here before. No way, says Matt. They both drop the subject. They load back up to make the final trek back to the truck. At least we get to do this one more time when we get there, says Ken. Very funny, but it's good for you, says Matt. They're less than a mile to the trailhead now and Matt grabs his phone so he can call home and tell everybody we're okay. He looks at his phone and says, I still don't have service either, and I can literally see the cell phone tower. Yep, I'm still dead too, says Ken. Just then, Ken stops and stares into the distance. Dude, there is something burning in town. Look at that black smoke. At that moment, they heard the repeated pops of an automatic weapon. The first thing Ken said was, damn, that would be fun to own one of those. Little did they know what they walked out to. They head down the narrow mountain trail when, at about 100 yards from the parking lot, Matt dives into the woods. Ken, confused, stumbled in after him. There's two skinhead guys with AKs looking through our truck, says Matt. Ken peeks his head out and comes back to a whisper. Yeah, what's that about? They didn't seem to see us. Let's sneak back up to a clearing where we can glass into town and find out what's going on, says Matt. All right, stay low and let's leave this meat here. I'm sick of carrying it. They head back up and find a point that they can look off. They heard the automatic rifle again. Another skinhead cue ball dude just lit someone up in town, says Matt. Yeah, look, they painted swastikas on every building and car in town. And that's the post office on fire, says Ken. Matt starts putting the pieces together. This town is 100 miles away from anything. Only one road out, and there's no way to contact the outside world. Matt said startled. Dude, they're trying to take over this town. Nazis are taking over this town. That's not possible, says Ken. Where are the police? In this town, says Matt. Well, we have to run for help, says Ken. Where will we go? It'll take a week, even if we make it, to the next town, said Matt. Well, what do you suggest, says Ken. I have no idea, says Matt. At that moment, they heard a guy on a bullhorn. We found your packs, 
Either you come down here or we come up to find you. They ran back to the other side where the meat is. They were panicked. They knew the guys were going to tail them. Matt grabbed his bow and knocked an arrow. Well, it looks like we're in this fight. Wow. Wow, that was... uh. I forget who came up with the idea. You did. I, I gave you that. So I originally had an intro and an outro recorded. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to have Pat do this. But this was actually your story idea. You called it. You came up with this uh, This whole thing. So are you writing it? No, just that little tidbit. I know exactly how I want to lead into it, who those guys are and where they came from. I guess I'm putting this out there as feelers. Like, should we keep doing? Should this Should this be story time Friday, week after week after week? We'll start at the beginning and that get is to this an, point. That is an awesome idea. But I, I really like, for some reason, it's it's an immense amount of work, but I do want to write a novel. You know that, but that is the the novel idea you had. Yeah. So that, we won't like elaborate in it too much. But is that about what you had pictured when you brought up the idea? Yeah. Oh, t- I mean, there's a million different ways you can do the initial situation, but I think you did a great job. You like it, huh? I do. I love it. <clears throat> the The only thing I take issue with is uh, how would they paint swastikas on every car and building in the area so quickly? Uh well, they took it over. Those guys were in the backwards, so who knows how long they were in there? Yeah. So no, that's a good point. Um, so it was like a real red dawn feeling type story than when you and me were discussing it. So, but obviously it's about Nazis taking over town and I don't want to, I don't want to get into why they're taking over the town, but we've talked about why they're taking over the town before. So I guess this is for anybody that listens to this and it's like, do you want to hear more? Do you want to hear how they get out of it? Do you want to hear how they got into it? Do you want to hear where these guys came from? Cause there's like a, I could probably write like a two or 300 page book on this story. So. I could write a million page book on this story, I, but this was all this was all your idea. So this, I, I was just I was kind of scratching for a story time last week. And that's why. I, did you listen to the grinder or no? The grinder. Oh, okay, you didn't listen to it then. Was that the story time? Yeah, I have not listened to anything since like Wednesday. Oh, okay. Because I I just don't I've been driving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well. So we can't even talk about the grinder. But anyway, so I was uh, I was doing that, and I was thinking, what am I going to do next week? And that's when I came up with that. And uh, so, yeah, that was your, that's your idea. That's your story. That's just a little tidbit. That's four minutes of a book that that's we awesome. that you were talking about writing. So That's awesome. Anything else? No, I really like that. I really like that a lot, actually. All right, cool. Well, thanks for listening to that, Pat. Thanks for doing the yeah. intro and the outro. Just oh, yeah. Done. Yeah, but loved it. All right. Tune in next week, everybody, for Storytime Friday. I don't know what we're going to have next week. I don't know if you're writing something or if we're going to continue on this, but uh, <laughs> tune in next week. It'll be a surprise.